My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. We are so here for you. And my BFF, Shelly Krause, in the house is also here for me, and I'm so grateful for her. That's so cool to say, Shelly Krause in the house. Who would have thought? I know. It's (laughs) like a little rhyme. Yes. (laughs) Third grade rhyme. Uh, Hey, I'm really excited to welcome you back today. We had Dr. Emerson Egerich on the show yesterday, very famous expert on marriage. Uh, He's got a New York Times bestseller called Love and Respect and now a new book called Love and Respect in the Family. Love and Respect being the two keys to saving relationships, and you need to stick around to find out why. They can also save families. And uh, Shelley's kind of jump chomping at the bit to ask a question today because <laughs> she she has a son who she wants to know how to use it on he, he has literally helped save tens of thousands of marriages he along with his wife in their ministry because uh these two words work whether whether you happen to follow the bible or not if you follow some uh wisdom from scripture these two words really do work uh, and you don't even have to believe uh, of course he would encourage you to but you don't even have to believe uh, i'm going to read something from dr Egerich's new book love and respect in the family, just to kind of let you know where he's coming from. And then we're going to delve right in to the conversation uh, to see what he has to say about families. Here we go. This is from Love and Respect in the Family by Dr. Emerson Egerich. I cannot answer who is right when you and your spouse differ. I can say with conviction that your children will suffer the consequences long term if the two of you cannot come together to put God and each other first. Believe in each other's goodwill. Act and speak with love and respect and blend your pink and blue views into the heavenly royal color of purple. Pink and blue, not wrong, just different. And he goes on to talk about how this works with boys and girls, too. I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delve right in with a difficult question, Dr. Egerich. Obviously, you know, you're highly esteemed, including by me and Shelley. And your, your books have sold a lot for a reason. You're backed up by this incredible research done by the University of Washington that shows that in an argument, women feel unloved and men feel disrespected. Those are the two problems they have. So you've done a ton of research, and, and it's proven true by the way in which you've brought to you know, relationships out of, a, you know, a very difficult place back into wholeness and healing. W- what do you do with all the people that say, well, I don't completely fit that category or, or um, with, with the burgeoning population of people claiming themselves uh, to, you know, having alternative lifestyles and different kinds of personalities and so on. And they say, well, boys aren't really boys and girls aren't really bo- girls and it all meshes in between. And there's a lot of gray area. How do you speak to those people when they say, you know, my boy's a little more feminine or my boy doesn't really want to pick up a sword and defend a girl or my girl's a tomboy? H- how do you address that? Well, you know, I just say to people, they have to make that decision and uh, based on their own observations. But you know, my understanding of the movie industry is you you're, you realize that they make movies that have strong appeal to that male instinct to protect, yeah. uh, to die, the yeah. warrior. Um, so my thought is that you can kind of follow the money trail and uh, because they will invest millions of dollars in those things that the American public tends to value. And it's not a matter to bait as much as it is 
coming to grips with my own son, my own daughter. And just because a young girl is a tomboy does not mean that she does not need her daddy's love. Right. I mean, this is a huge, huge need. Now, does she need daddy's respect? Absolutely. We all need love and respect equally, and this is the point that we're making. Who would argue against this idea that we all need love and respect equally? No one debates me, so really that's not the point. Where I think the debate becomes then is that we emphasize this emphasis on love toward the girl or woman and the respect toward uh, the man. And that's, again, due to research. We've asked 7,000 people this question of the adults. When you're in a conflict with your spouse, do you feel unloved at that moment or disrespected? Jenny, 83% of the men said they feel disrespected. Yeah. 83%. 72% of the women say they feel unloved. Now, it's important that we understand we all need love and respect equally. There's no debate there. But we're talking here about the felt need during a conflict. Now, 83% is not 100%. 72% is not 100%. So if people are in that other percentile, that's fine. We're just looking at the general statistical assessment. And if you or your spouse falls into that, you need to understand that you're interpreting the same event through a love grid and respect grid. And many wives in particular miss this because she knows she loves her husband, and he knows that she loves him. You ask, Carrie, does your wife love you? Oh, yeah. Does she like you? No, not today. <laughs> and he filters it through the disrespect grid. And this is where many women marginalize the idea of respect to a man. And, the, the, you know, we just love each other. That's all that matters. Or women will say, yeah, I was disrespectful, but he should know I didn't mean it. But that's the same as saying, yeah, I know I was unloving, but she should know I didn't mean it. And we have to then step back and say, does my spouse have a need that I don't have? Does my spouse have a vulnerability where I don't? A man who dismisses his wife's sensitivity, she's feeling unloved. Oh, grow up, woman. I mean, what woman would agree with that man? I mean, I think there's a recognition that women have some sensitivities toward their husband, and everybody stands up and applauds the woman's needs and tries to get through to the man. You need to treat her more lovingly. And what we're trying to say, the male also has some needs, and, and he tends to filter it through the respect grid. And if you don't understand that, you'll lose his heart. He'll deflate. He'll withdraw. And then you'll feel even more in love. And as the fact is he's not trying to be unloving. He's feeling disrespected. Sure. And if you marginalize that and make him feel like he's narcissistic or he's immature, you'll lose him even more. And then he won't love you, and that thus begins the crazy cycle. So we're going to get back onto the right track and talk about the rewarded cycle, especially when it comes to families. And, of course, we are talking, talking to Dr. Emerson Egerich, the well-known author of Love and Respect, which is a New York Times bestseller, and now also Love and Respect in the Family. Look, moms, he's going to bring this to a new level so you know how to love your sons and daughters differently in many cases. And the thing that always resonates to me in this book, Shell, and I know you have a question in regard to this, is I, I was reminded because I was reviewing it last night, and what's our problem? We don't retain anything. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot all about that. You say that my son is not going to receive my love for him nearly as well if I'm just saying, I love you, bud. I love you, bud. I love you, bud. That just goes in one ear and out the other. But if I say, I am so proud of you, or I respect the decision that you made today in school so much, I can't even tell you how, how you know, uh, 
brave I think that was of you or whatever it is. He hears those two things very differently. One really builds him up and one is like, eh, okay, great. I know you love me. Um, and, and whereas the daughter, she really needs to hear that you love her deeply. So I, I was reminded that I'm saying the same thing to both kids. And because I'm a female, I'm saying the, I love you stuff instead of the, I respect you stuff. So, so why don't you give a, a few ground rules? I know you have something called guides. Why don't you give a few ground rules? And then when we're going to go to break and when we come back, Shelly has a question for you in specifically in relation to her boy. Well, definitely children need love, and that's the primary motif that we have. But as these young boys in particular start to grow, the man is in the little boy, just as the woman is in the little girl. And we coach fathers on, say she looks beautiful when she's coming down her new dress. Mothers are coaching dads to be loving toward that daughter. She instinctively knows how that daughter needs love. We haven't done a good enough job in coaching mothers on using what you just referenced, respect talk, and the importance of that. It doesn't mean you stop loving on him. We're not talking about stopping that. That's who you are. Boys need love. But he knows you love him. And, and sometimes when mothers are really upset, girls instinctively kind of know that emotion that mothers in that drama, they just know. But boys don't. And boys begin to think, and they can move into shame. If a mother's just ripping into him and saying things, it becomes really problematic. And so one of the counters is to introduce what you just did. You know, I really respect this about you. I want, I, I want to honor you for this. Or if I was a soldier, I'd salute you. Now, all of that sounds so foreign to a mother. It sounds completely foreign but what we encourage a mother to do is just try some of this. And I address this in the book, Love and Respect in the Family. Just try it and watch what happens. I've got hundreds of letters from mothers writing back, absolutely blown away, because they know the precious little boy, and they can see his spirit melt when she does certain things. Now, this is no formula. You can't do this every day to get him to perform beautifully so you'll feel good about yourself you'll see right through that real quick but it is a matter of meeting a need that he has as an end in itself and giving it to him as a gift and it's just precious to see these boys respond sure and i'm going to tell have you tell a personal story along those lines because i know you have some personal anecdotes with your own children when we come back and shelly's also going to ask her question about <laughs> how to get her very well behaved boy to behave better in a couple of areas <laughs> when we return with Channel Mom with the wonderful, highly esteemed, fantastic Dr. Emerson Agrich. Stay tuned for Channel Mom. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialized in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication Hello. to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion Mwah. and purpose. 
to good old intimacy. <gasps> what are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit marydashwell.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. back to channel mom uh, look there's a reason i started this show as you hear from the introduction of the show i used to be on television i took that way too seriously i was a tv reporter left to become what some people might say uh quote unquote just a mom a nobody yeah and then i realized wow is our culture messed up about this because i got so much more respect when i had a career in tv than i did when i became a mother and uh, my my heart's cry today is that some moms are listening and dads who really need dr egrich's i feel like i shouldn't be i feel like i should not be pluralizing that no you possessive it was possessive <laughs> Not Paul. I go off on rabbit trails. Anyway, my, my heart cry is that moms and dads are listening today who really need this message from Dr. Egerich. He's got it, people. He's studied it. There's been a lot of studies to back him up. There have been. And, and also, biblically, he's backed up. And, and whether you believe in the Bible or not, it's been proven to work in society that tens of thousands of marriages and families have been saved by this stuff. So today we're talking about family and how you translate the love and respect principles into family. And I was trying to get Shell to come up with a question for her own family that other moms can identify with. She's not at the toddler stage, and I'm hoping that you can give me one or two personal antidotes from your own family, but I'm going to allow Shelly to just go for it and ask you some things that she's been struggling with. For some dumb reason, we always bring up in your son. It's, you've got because two Because I'm the mom, and I have daughters, and I know, I mean, I kind of know You get their the daughters? Speak. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's him. Okay, so go for it. I know. So I have to preface it. He's a great kid, isn't he? He is. He is a great kid. And by the way, uh, Dr. Eggers, you're just sitting there very quietly like a good schoolboy. <laughs> Welcome back to Channel Mom. Shelly's question. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay, so go ahead. So teenager, he's 17, and he announces to mom and dad this week, I'm going to quit my job this summer. Like like next, in a couple of weeks, he wants to quit his job. And dad and I are both thinking this is not a wise decision. And so how do we respectfully get him to think our way, really, is what we want? <laughs> or do we just what? allow him to go ahead and quit and let the consequences fall with that as well? Well, I, I always love to just simply say, ask him the very thing you just asked me. Say, son, you're 17. You could join the uh, services if we signed off on that and literally die for this country. And, and so you're a man, and, you, and, and you've honored us. We personally don't agree with your desire to quit. How can we respectfully motivate you not to do that? But if, if, if we differ here, will you feel disrespected? Will you feel that we're not honoring you? Do you, do you feel that we would be treating you as a little boy? Uh, talk to us about that because we don't agree with your decision, but we can be wrong. And uh, and I don't know all the detail on this, uh, but if you know, it's like sometimes kids get overextended. I talk in the book about the fact that you usually don't want kids to quit something uh, out of season. So you you let them do it. Or I mean, during the season, you, you, there's transitions. You finish what you begin. That that principle. You finish what you begin. But sometimes kids can get themselves overly involved. Jonathan was overly involved. Our son. Yeah, on so many fronts, and he was doing the paper route, he was doing athletics, he was doing this and this, and he just felt like the paper route was too much. And I agreed, and so we uh, allowed for him to quit because he was doing too much. So I don't know the backstory here. Yeah, again. yeah. Oh, she, so, he, it's just a boring restaurant job. 
she had to step out because we have a caller and we're trying to figure out um, if we can patch her through or not. And we're now going to take that caller that I referred to. I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she wants me to, but she's calling in with a serious situation to get some help from Dr. Egerich. This is the stuff I love because he can really help people in crisis. So this precious woman who, who wants to be a great mom and a great wife has a, a serious situation. Um, I'm going to welcome you, sweetheart. I'm not going to say your name, as I said. I, I want you to describe your situation to Dr. Egerich fairly briefly and then ask him what you want to ask him and he can give you some advice about how to get started and get some help. Okay. Um, well, I'm kind of nervous, but I'm going to start with, uh, well, right now my fiancé and I are going through a really hard time as far as getting along and coming to some peace ground between the both of us as parents and just having a great relationship. He, um, we, have, we came into some money and uh, has started to become really just an unfair man, just more angry, and he's starting to, you know, treat me and call me names in front of the kids. It's just, it's getting really to the point where I just can't take it anymore. It's, I'm going inter- I'm I'm to interject, because you and I met yesterday, and you told me about your situation. He came into some money, and he's now resentful about you using any of it. And so he's mm-hmm. begun to sort of yeah. demean you and tell you that he doesn't want you to be part of the life anymore, etc. So, so go from there. I, I just, I don't, I just don't know what to do anymore. I've, I've really tried talking to him about, you know, us talking to somebody or, you know, just, he, he just has really become really aggressive towards me as far as bad words and, pointing the finger and, and yelling at me in front of the kids and just really just belittling me in offense. And I, I just don't know what to do. We have had a long relationship. I've been with him for eight and a half years. We have two kids, and every chance he gets that he gets mad and he wants to kick me out, cut my cards up, you know, wants me. It's more or less he's, the money is controlling him, and then he's controlling me about it. And and do you, I'm going to interject one more thing. I hope you don't mind my saying this, no, but, but, but she comes from a situation where she was a foster child. She was in eight foster homes. She was a finally adopted by a single mom. So she already deals with the issue of feeling rejected. And now she feels that now that he's coming to this money, she is being rejected by the father of her two children. She just doesn't know the next step to take. Dr. Egrich, go ahead and, and talk to her for me, please. Well, the, the, the painful reality here is uh, he has not committed to marry you. You've been living together for eight years, and he's not committed to marry um, you. He, he has. Um, we are engaged. They, we are engaged. You are engaged, but you haven't gotten married, right? No, but he did go, and we did get the um, common law notarized um, about a year ago. And he still is saying he wants to get married, but I, his actions don't show it at all. Right. Yeah, and one other thing, I spoke to a couple thousand French people, and people live together in France, and I said, the research points out that a woman will get involved with a man to show him that she loves him. The man does not marry because he hasn't determined whether he wants to love her, so he's trying to determine whether he is in love, she's trying to reveal her love. That's generally how this gets played out. Now, eight years later, he still is not committed to you. And now suddenly money has come into the situation, and this is something that he sees as his own, not as yours. I don't yeah. know the backstory. I don't know the attitude. I don't know if he's setting on tremendous fears 
fear that he's going to be taken advantage of, fear that he's going to be hurt. But uh, man-to-man, I would say, look, you've been with this woman eight years. You have two children. Those children expect you to commit yourself to her and to share and share alike. This isn't rocket science. And so because he's not committed to marry you, and because now he's come into money and doesn't want to share that, given that it's been a reasonable request on your part, then this is what we call, and this is so painful for me to say, it's a red flag. The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. There's no indication that he's going to change. Now, what you have to decide at this point is what is it that you can do as a person to relieve him if he does have these fears, if this is all rooted in his insecurities and fears, not because he's ill-willed, but because he's setting on incredible fears, it really begs the question, how can you reassure him that you believe in him, that you're not trying to take advantage of him, and that you want to grow old with him, and that you want to start anew here and commit to each other? But you've got to say to him, do you feel that I have this mission to dishonor you and to treat you unjustly. Okay, the two me, big fears yeah, that men have is to be dishonored and unfairly treated. And, yeah, and hey, my recommendation is to he, say to him, uh, just go ahead. fear that I'm going to dishonor you and treat you unjustly? That has to be resolved. You have to yeah. sit down with somebody and talk about those two issues. Okay, because okay. I know, now that you said that, I know, I know that that is the reason why he's being the way he's being about the money, because he has said it out loud before that, I don't want to buy you things, and then you turn around and leave me. I guess that is a fear of his, but I haven't left him. I haven't shown him that I am going to. So, that you, And that you respect him. Yeah. And, and so he's afraid you're going to disrespect him. If he buys you things, you're just going to turn on him and not stay. That That's a fear that he's sort of expressed, yes? Yeah. I mean, he, he said it. He, he said it out loud. I don't want to buy you a new car, and then... Or later years later down the road, you leave and you take, you know, my thirty thousand dollar car that I bought you. Or yeah, it's more, uh, more or less that. Yeah. So, Doctor Eggert's next step, and and we only have four or five minutes left. Uh, first of all, God bless her for being honest about a very tough thing to admit on the radio. Um, if he is associating respect with his new mon- money, and she's afraid that he's not going to respect her with that money and respect that money that, that he thinks is his, what is the next step she can take? Is, is it, what is just any, what's the next step she can take? Well, I'm always cautious because, again, in 10 minutes, how do I respond? Sure, I don't sure. Know the backstory. But my gut tells me that, and I don't want to dishonor him, but I don't really believe what he's saying to you. If you've been together eight years, he knows you're committed to him, and you're really wanting his commitment. You're wanting to live long and with him. I'm assuming you've not been unfaithful to him. I'm no. assuming that you've been the real deal. So my, my first response is he's coming up with an excuse. I, uh, my, my concern here is that he's not committed to you, but I think the issue is has to be addressed somehow. What is it that has happened in this relationship that he does not believe, or he's choosing not to believe, that you're committed to honoring him and treating him fairly. And that has to be put out on the table. In my opinion, if I was to sit down with him, I would say, is it really true that you're reacting this way because you feel potentially dishonored and unjustly treated, or you're using that as an excuse? And I don't know him, but the first line of reasoning I would take with a man-to-man is, tell me truthfully, because I know you're an honorable man, I'm going to choose that, and you want to be treated justly and treat people justly. But I can also say men use that as an excuse because you want to spend it on yourself. You haven't committed to marrying her. As an outsider, would it be unfair for me to say you've never committed to her, 
Now you come into money and you don't want to share it with her. Could I be correct in saying you're extremely selfish? And now you're going to take advantage of this situation for yourself, and you've got two children and a woman who wants to be married to you. Is this okay. honorable? So yeah. should I? So should we go and talk to somebody? Is that my next step? Because I'm almost to the point where I just want to. I'm. I want to go ahead and just be happy. I want to. I want to go, and I don't. But I don't want to give up on it. Well, no. You have to be the genuine here, not to give up, because that would be the very fear that he has. So, but again, I don't know the history here. Sure. So yes, but the the fear most men have of setting down to the third party is they're going to be shamed. And, and so what you're up against is many men run from this. Uh, he could also run from it because he doesn't want to deal with the truth. And, again, I don't know what the facts are. Yeah. And yeah. for me to be he presumptuous says, would be very unfair really to you. Me. So either he's running because he's selfish or he's running because he's scared. And if he's scared, getting into a third-party situation could be his worst fear realized because a lot of times people are going to be empathetic toward the female, not toward the male. But if yeah. you say to him, can we go to a person who really favors men, not just yeah. the woman, would you be willing to sit down with someone who really can understand the male heart and what men feel in these situations? Would you be willing to go and sit down? I, as a woman, want to deal with what i got to deal with. You're saying I'm yeah. going to spend all of this money and take advantage of you and drop you like a bad habit. I want to deal with that. Would you be willing for me to go meet with someone who can help me unpack what you see about me? I'm going to interject. Now, I'm going to interject because we don't have any more time, but I'm going to say a couple things. First of all, it is also very brave of Dr. Egerish to take on a call in 10 minutes. It's, it's uh, As a professional, I'm sure it's very, very difficult. But I, I, I appreciate him taking this precious woman as a caller. I do want to say two things to provide encouragement to Dr. Egerich, to our caller, and to our listeners. I will be giving her a free copy of of love and respect and love and respect in the family. I will be re referring her to a counselor that we've referred other moms on this show who've called in to who teaches the love and respect ministry and does tend to honor men and where the position of men and where they're coming from. He's a man's man. And I want everybody to know and I want the caller to know and I'm not saying your name because I didn't want people to know it. But um, that's the next step that I'm going to take on behalf of Dr. Egerich because his hands are tied. He, he's in Michigan and he He's just doing his best to, to repeat these incredible principles. So is everybody... Well, and let me insert, yeah, and let me insert that what I just said to her there at the end is unfair to her. And here's is a very important point that I want to make. It's unfair to say it the way I said, that I want to deal with my issues. Would you be willing? But if, in fact, he's afraid or he's not honorable... You'll, it'll, it'll, if he's afraid, he'll move towards you in that situation. And so it's totally unfair for you to take that position. But that will give him the motivation to sit down with that third party that Jenny just referenced, and that's perfect. A man's man sitting down with him and seeing if you can get at the root of this. You don't want to throw in the towel right now. You want to see if he'll uh, take this next step that Jenny's recommending. Okay. Thank you. And I will be continuing to talk to you, sweetheart, so, so don't give up. And I will be in touch with you. And uh, Dr. Egerich, as ever, we are so grateful for your wisdom. Uh, thanks for being on Channel Mom. People can uh, check you out at uh, loveandrespect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, dot com. And we've also got a little bit of more information for them about some events that you have upcoming. So God bless you both. Thanks so much uh, for being on the line for this. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Folks should come listen and, and uh, learn more from love and respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, as Dr. Egerich says it. All righty, we'll be returning in just a few minutes with Channel Mom.
These days, couples will work for just about anything from communication Hello. to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion Mwah. and purpose to good old intimacy. <sighs> What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90 fe 51 Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Hey, tune into Channel Mom next week. We've got some great parenting advice for you to really help change your household. And in the meantime, Mom, thanks for all you do. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Find podcasts, clips, blogs, and contact information at channelmom.com.